0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Kings and Priests podcast. I'm Michael Whittle, and I'm here with Dean Sweetman. Dean, how are you, sir? Good, good, good. What's happening? Fantastic, actually. Good. Staying busy? Uh,
1: Extremely busy. a <laughs> busy summer. Love being busy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just, you know, got to keep your eye on the ball. A lot going on out there. Yeah, right? Markets are nuts um i have cnbc on like over here mm-hmm. on my other computer mm-hmm. which i try not to glance yeah. at too much when especially like everything's down like four thousand hey, percent dude but, that's crazy like, hell, yeah
0: we. you know what's yeah. funny is it had just like a, there was like a really good bounce a few weeks ago and uh i looked at the pulled up the brokerage and the iras and stuff for the first time yeah. and it was like oh wow and then i think yeah, like right. literally six days later i was like okay yep that was that was basically yeah. a big you know, that's,
1: head, that's head thing that's that's technically called a, a, a bear market bounce yep. but the, it's just a bounce <laughs> and what goes up comes down again and then just fundamentals you know uh, so the jobs report comes out and then, like you know it, just on an educational kind of point for a moment mm-hmm. it's good to be engaged in what is going on mm-hmm. politically and financially in your world mm-hmm. like it's just good to be informed mm-hmm. I'm probably overly informed mm-hmm. i'm a bit of a news junkie Same. um wow. and you know after i when I wake up and you know like read a devotional or, or just mm-hmm. kind of you know meditate in scripture i'm 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 devouring like newsletters and news sites yep. and like everything Sweet. wall Street journal and The economist and mm-hmm. and this is all before I hit my desk right at 8 am mm-hmm. so yeah we're just that way um but I think it's good to you know be educated on what, what's going what's on geopolitically mm-hmm. like all of that affects when when i start a business how my business is going what could happen to my how do i forecast you know what's going to happen in 6 months mm-hmm. and i'm looking into like inflation is nuts but is the job number still really strong which means consumers can spend our way or are people running out of money cuz the stimulus checks thing the government print and all this kind yeah. of stuff
0: and so and and then i, I like to be interested. and then i know we don't get political on this podcast but all of that and then it's no. i mean it seems like we're sending 500 million a week to the ukraine right now so are we somewhere we're just fighting a full-on proxy war sending i'm mean, billions of dollars and then student loans are completely um yes. wiped out i mean
1: look, it's ukraine that's this week it's student loans the following week. It's well, I'm glad I a
0: billion there, a billion
1: here, billion there's pretty soon I'm, it's real money. I'm really right? glad I
0: work. used my stimulus check to pay off my federal student <laughs> loan last year. That was a really obviously a good <laughs> use of the <laughs> so ridiculous. I'm like, it, man, I should have just not paid it and then, you know, but
1: what can you do? Can you imagine the disincentive it is for someone who just paid off their student loan and then the guy next to you, you know, gets ten or twenty grand <laughs> I and mean, then Look, like, I don't, I don't even want to start talking
0: about the this. thing. Is is like, okay, do I think that there are there is a subset of people in this country that probably deserve to have their student loans the crap taken degrees
1: because they got lied on by the school? Exactly. Yes, but guess who should pay it? The school, not the taxpayer. Exactly. The school should pay exactly, it. and then it's just like the test, the EV tax mm-hmm. break. What happened the day they gave seventy five hundred in tax breaks for electric vehicles? Mm-hmm. Price for the Ford Lightning went up $7,500. I, 7, I know. So it's like, it, it's insane. Mm-hmm. And like, yes, there are people that got degrees from crap schools that are now worthless, mm-hmm. and they're working at Starbucks for you know fifteen bucks an hour. But the school should pay because they're billions in endowments. Mm-hmm.
0: It's why. And, uh, it's why I'm like, we have a, a guy in our church who sent his son at seventeen years old to Lambda to learn how to code. Love it. Have you heard of Lambda? Do you know what they do? Yeah, totally. And, yeah. And I now know three guys in our church who have done that, who are making well over six figures. I mean, th- this one kid—he yeah. was nineteen, making like one hundred thirty grand a year—and I'm yeah. just like, why would any? Why would anyone do anything other than that? And and how come every university doesn't have some form of that? When these endowments are worth billions, and because
1: yeah. um, it's a scam, mm-hmm. it's a total scam. And you know, I have a certain son that did the same thing. Mm-hmm. He didn't go to land; he's self-taught. And he was making six figures, very young. Yep. And so, and the thing I love about Lambda, they put you through, you pay it back because you get a better job. And if you don't get a better job, you don't pay it back. They
0: All said right. him, That's- and and they had him. So we have a buddy in our church. He graduated. He not as a coder, but as a data scientist. He did their uh, data science program. Love it. They were sending him on, I think, like seven or eight interviews a week. Right. And it's like, yeah, dude. Why would you yeah. What a great model? Yeah. So, so okay. Yeah. In terms of the the market really quickly, because I've, here's the pattern I've noticed, and I'm by no means even a, anywhere close to an expert, but. And so, this is always construed. It's not financial advice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we come, so let's see, we're in September now. When did we really probably see like a top, like November, December, obviously the spring was really bad, like all the tech stocks. The market peaked in November. Peaked in November. So then you start to see uh-huh. some layoffs, but then like jobs reports are still good. But now I'm seeing like Snapchat laid off 20% of their business, or 20% of their sure. employees yesterday. And that's all forward looking, right? So these are companies who are basically foreseeing 2023 to be a recession, and, and so it's just yeah, like, kind of this, so. so, so even though jobs, even though jobs reports have still looked strong, that's sort of like the mm-hmm. lagging indicator, right? I mean, well, I
1: think their service, service level jobs are strong mm-hmm. because they were so gutted in COVID, mm-hmm. but higher paid jobs are starting to be pressured out. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what really hurts the economy because 70% of the economy is based on people spending money buying stuff. Right. So that's what you saw best Buy, you know. Down twenty percent year on year because mm-hmm. people aren't buying sixty inch TVs. TVs six yes, exactly. Year. So and, and it's and it's high end uh, consumers that spend all that money. Right. Right. And when that stops, and like like so, hey, there might have been fifty thousand jobs at, you know, Starbucks and, and McDonald's, mm-hmm. but 180 grand a year engineers mm-hmm. are getting laid off and they're the ones that spend all the money to keep the whole thing churned. Right. So
0: Right. Yeah. yeah, it's fascinating. It's fascinating times, that's for sure. <clears> um is But I think you're right. People being informed, even just on the most basic of of levels, is a really absolutely a really smart thing. Um so Y Combinator just released their list of top private companies. Mm-hmm. Um and I thought we could just scroll through a few of these really quickly. Um uh-huh. because a lot of these I've actually never even heard of. Some of them I have. I was gonna say um I,
1: I think I could have guessed the first two.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um but yeah, there's like I find it fascinating that you there's these businesses out here valued in the billions that you've mm-hmm. never heard of. <laughs>
0: uh, yes, Great. exactly right. Um, so, all right, so let's go through these and just see. So, obviously, we know Stripe. Stripe is, well, I mean, gosh, Bell's people Stripe. have been kind of waiting for Stripe to go public in some form or fashion for the better part of a couple well, years. Well, it seems like, I mean, they are a beast of a company.
1: They are, and you know what just happened too? Mm-hmm. I think twice is they wrote down their own private valuation. I think their private valuation is down fifty percent. Really? Because remember, if the company is public, the market sets the value. Mm-hmm. The company is private, what sets the value is investors who are investing in the business. Mm-hmm. So they have to buy the company's worth a billion dollars. I'm gonna buy 10%. I gotta come up with a hundred million. Right. So in the private market, investors said it, and they just wrote themselves down. And I think um uh price what's those or fidelity one of those guys are probably a big investor in stripe they kind of lower too. So really private company valuations are coming down
0: mm-hmm. in uh in, in in big ways yeah especially yeah even companies like stripe that's crazy so stripe instacart yeah um instacart's something i've honestly i've never really understood to be honest with you i, I you you use it yeah okay
1: dude if i'm i'm going to come back to la tomorrow <laughs> and you know we will literally on the plane <laughs> order the grocery what you need there yep and then and then i order the uber when i land and then i order chipotle because i need something quick to eat (laughs) and i haven't even got home yet when i get home on my doorstep and yeah
0: like we've used (laughs) we've used that we use the amazon prime um you know whole foods thing and it's i mean it's convenient it's it's not cheap but it's convenient so i guess i guess my hardest thing is do what because once you get all your
1: list built the hardest is just getting going once you get all your things there, you just go to the, buy what, going to buy this again.
0: Redo, Yeah, exactly. That is true. You can actually really just build like a repeatable, easy, repeatable yeah. order. Um, cruise, self-driving cars. I- I've never heard of this company. Um, the uh, number three, number four, OpenSea, <laughs> which is fine, the world's largest <laughs> NFT marketplace. Um, yeah, sure. Value gone down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think it's it's the 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 difference to me between number one Stripe and number four OpenSea is it's a massive gap. Um, <laughs> yep. So fair one-stop shop for wholesale. Again, nev- I've never heard of this. Never heard of this business. Brex financial operating. I think firm. it's banking as a service. Okay. Bass. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Let's see here. Payroll. Payroll. Okay. So. Oh, like a new generation, um, like a payroll payroll banking Mm -hmm. kind of thing business account expense Mm -hmm. okay um deal payroll oh yeah okay rippling um magically simplify your hr and it Mm -hmm. reddit which i think is actually great i think reddit's one of the most underutilized social media platforms i find you can just learn just learn a crazy amount on reddit um and well i got in there a few times and it's just it's like
1: old school UI. It's real. It's messy in there. Yeah, I think during the Diamond Hands, like you know, yes, I was in there a little bit yeah. reading that. But.
0: Yeah, it's basically like old school message board. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. it's really yeah. cool. There are these like Reddit threads I came across where it's it's called um, yeah. it's called Web Sleuths, and it's literally an entire community of Reddit people trying to solve like unsolved murders. Um, unsolved and, crimes. And you yeah, go yeah, down that, there and they've like thing. solved crimes. Like they've like led know, police to. So and now they're making shows about yeah. the way they solve. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that's pretty crazy. Um, but there's a lot of stuff out there too of like learning, you know, communities. Like, so you can right. go find a Reddit subreddit thread of salon, uh, hair salon owners and right. learn what they're talking about. So I think, I think it's a pretty good, right. pretty good. That's uh, cool. company. Gusto. I love Gusto. Me- yeah, we used to use them. Yeah, grew out of Gusto. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a pretty what? What um, headcount did you guys grow out? Like, what was the thing that made you go? We need something more. I guess robust? I think seventy-five. Seventy-five. Mm-hmm. We needed um,
1: benefits. Yep. Like we we wanted to have medical. Got it. Uh, and just, we it just got through that. So do we. It. What do we go to? Just works.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I use Gusto. Have actually used Gusto for pretty much every job I've had for the last decade, um, yeah. and really really like that. Yeah, it's great. Um, Flexport. um, That CEO was just on the All In podcast. I like that guy a lot. Um, Yeah, yeah, smart. Logistic, Razorpay. I've never heard of it. Never heard of Scale AI. It's
1: it's an Indian-based business. It's the stripe of India. Okay. I think they're trying to be.
0: Got it. Um, Benchling, Fivetran, Rappi, On Demand. That's a Latin company. I've literally never heard of these. Checker, I've heard of. Checker, I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Checker do background checks. Yep. Zapier, I've heard of. Um, yep. I've tried to use it and not had the easiest time, but I'm um, not the best at that stuff. You need a little bit of code. Yep. Webflow. And That's we use Webflow. Webflow. We I, oh yeah, we use Webflow as well. I've I've played around a lot in Webflow. I think it's better than Squarespace by a mile. By um, like ten thousand miles, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's like not even comparable.
1: We have uh, like a hundred web pages, and and they're all hosted on mm-hmm. Webflow.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 phenomenal. The templates they have, yeah. all the back end integrations are are crazy. Um equipment share, convoy, retool,
1: the gut group. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Platform for the greatest products from the past, present and future segment. I'm just scrolling through to see if there's any of these that I even recognize. Segment at this point. Um there's a lot of payments. There's a lot of it looks like a lot of fintech. Oh yeah. Um,
1: A lot of now. That's where all the money is, Mm -hmm. man. Uh, Hey, look, I think the point of this uh, little segment (laughs) is there's there's a lot of businesses out there. A lot
0: of businesses that are are worth a lot of money, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) worth billions of dollars. Yeah, yeah. I'm now down to 54, and I don't. I've never heard of any of these companies. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Jasper, 59. That's pretty cool. I've played around with that. It's a um, it's an artificial intelligence uh, content company. So you can like spit Um, in, um descriptions and they can write blog posts for you tweets for you they can do uh advertising so yeah i think you're right a lot of this is um businesses that nobody has ever heard of that y combinator is essentially saying these are the most powerful businesses Mm -hmm. so that's really cool um okay let's jump to this next one um how to value pre-revenue startup so um Here's why I think this matters. And and you tell me what you think. I think 18 months ago, a year ago, how to value a pre-revenue startup was just kind of whatever you decided the value was. I mean, there's obviously some ways that you think about it and there's market and all that kind of stuff. But I think now it seems like people have really like started to kind of bring this down to um, a more nuts and bolts kind of process. But it's really hard because if you don't have any revenue, how do you determine the worth and the value of, of right. your business? Um so there's a bunch of different ways that they talk about, you know, how to how to do this, um, different factors. Um, but here are some that kind of they say, so when evaluating a startup with no revenue, it's important to keep certain factors in mind. And here are the big three, they say, which is founding team. So who is the team that is making this happen? Industry and market demand. Right. And then what is your MVP or or prototype? Um, right. So basically part of that is, is like, unless you are a proven builder, just getting an idea funded is pretty much out of the question at this point, would you say, unless it is kind of like a completely game-changing idea. So it's founding team. Now let's talk about founding team for a second. Is that Mm -hmm. people who are involved as well as like advisors and strategic relationships that you already have. A lot of times, if you're building a pre-revenue startup, it's not like you have any kind of team whatsoever. It's you and a co-founder, maybe a couple of contractors that you have working on the business, but um, what do you look for in terms of founding team?
1: Well, in in tech or anything, typically the founding team are the co-founders,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? So who are the people who are going to build this business? Mm-hmm. Who, are, who are maybe put blood, sweat, and tears and bootstrap their way to an, an MVP and mm-hmm. a few customers? Mm-hmm. Um, but pre, pre-revenue, pre it is the, the founding team partners who have created you know hopefully a c-corp based in delaware Mm -hmm. and distributed shares and own the business Mm -hmm. those are that is the founding team Mm -hmm. and if you're going to be doing something technical you better have someone technical as a co-founder right right (laughs) because uh you're building something technical um but yeah that's the founding team so and that founding team may be brand new never done this before Mm -hmm. But have experience in certain areas right so you think about oh there's two three four people going to come together to build product x mm-hmm. and this is the first time that i've ever started a business and if i'm the investor looking at them and i'm like wow you guys have never done this before but you've spent 20 years doing this you've been 15 years building that and you've done 10 years in this industry and you're trying to come in here and disrupt something you already know mm-hmm. lots of check marks on that team right right If there's three founders trying to do something they have no knowledge about, and they just thought they'd have a crack at it, Mm -hmm. not
0: investing. Right, (laughs) right. Um, And so in terms of market and demand, like, I think obviously a lot of it has to do with that, especially when we're talking venture money, right? So it's one thing to say, hey, I want to start a business that I think, you know, if we invest 150 grand, give us 18 months, it can be a really high cash flow, low margin business. That's totally different and not really what we're talking about. I think what we're talking about is big big idea um so Stradleful obviously ideas, yeah. a lot of that would you say a lot of that waxes and wanes via trend right so like at least from what i see there are a lot of trends in sort of what venture is looking for so we just mentioned fintech um you yeah. right fintech's a really There's, hot trend right now
1: yeah so i'm gonna look at um the total addressable market mm-hmm. the tam mm-hmm. so you're coming to me with product x mm-hmm. and i you're either going to tell me or I'm going to work out mm-hmm. how many of these widgets or software, mm-hmm. you know, apps, and we're going to sell. Mm-hmm. And if it's a particular, it, so some of that, one of those on the list was Gusto, right? So mm-hmm. they have an application to business owners that do payroll. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're targeting, mm-hmm. let's say they're tar- targeting small, medium business, right? Under 100 employees mm-hmm. or under 50 employees, small mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. How many of those are there, right? In North America? Uh, can I go international? Mm-hmm. What's the total TAM? Mm-hmm. What's the competitive landscape? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's 50 other HR platforms, but you're going to build a better one? Tell me how. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And so it's the what's the market, and then I can work out what the money is, the potential to make money. Right. If there's a million small businesses, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. and they're willing to pay 50 bucks a month, that's a $50 million mm-hmm. a month opportunity. Mm-hmm. That's a six hundred million dollar revenue opportunity, but there's fifty competitors, and you're going to go get your first thousand customers, and we're going to give you all this money, and you're going to build this product, mm-hmm. and you're going to hire some more people, and then you're going to get some customers, you get get some revenue. It's all in the beginning. You're trying to set a value on the possibility, right, of size of the market, and then how I can penetrate it, mm-hmm. and you know, beat others, mm-hmm. or am I doing something that's brand new, right, and there's never been one before, right? that i'm building something that people today don't know they need right but we'll spend money on it mm-hmm. down the track mm-hmm. so those are the things that are going to work out and then wow i'm going to invest in a business and the, this team seems like they know what they're doing they want to go do x mm-hmm. and the the, the opportunity within side the business plan is oh this uh this is a hundred million dollar you know opportunity mm-hmm. and uh, yeah and so th- that's what's going in your mind yeah when you start
0: yeah yeah there's a um so down here there's a, what they're calling a scorecard mes- method which i think is good even just to be thinking about in terms of like if someone's trying to think through how to value their business right. it's basically just um take another company in the same nice an opportunity yep yep it's like right what's what's a what's a company that's similar to you uh that was recently valued at five million right okay how do we? back hmm. work our way back to that so it's yeah it's sides of opportunity team technology and product competitiveness marketing and sales financing need and then other so there's just a little bit of like a um straight up numbers way of looking at it right where it's it's kind of and
1: the top three of the main ones right. right right
0: yeah they carry yeah would carry the most with... weight yeah mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um cool okay so question for you on that would you say let's say someone right now is got a pre-revenue company, or they've got a pre-revenue idea, they've got a little bit of an MVP. Um, in the current market, because I think people can probably be tempted to do whatever they can do to make sure that they can just keep going over the next year, 18 months, two years. Yeah. Um, if someone is in the pla- this place right now where they're, where they're trying to raise money, what would you advise them in terms of doing the safe thing, like basically, basically, we're in a place where I think a founder is going to go, man, I got to do whatever I've got to do in order to get myself to the other side of this next 18 months or two years, right? Because of the current right. market environment. But I think that could mean a lot of founders feel the pressure to give away a lot of their company or do whatever, like where is a founder? Do you uh, go? No, if this is going to work, I've got to like full send it and go for it versus I've just got to like clamp down. Make it through the next eighteen months and see where we. Does, does that question make sense?
1: Yeah, sort of. It's it's you got two sides. You got the investor mm-hmm. and you got the founder, mm-hmm. and it's got to make sense to both, mm-hmm. right? So you got to be reasonable on valuation as the founder, mm-hmm. and you got to, as an investor, have the incentive for the founder to go and win, right? Right. So it's like, okay, we're going to value the company at it was valued at X last year. Mm-hmm. probably not valued much more than that, right? Because you know, got a product, still Mm pre-revenue, unproven Mm -hmm. as far as, you know, revenue goes, but we like it, we invested in it, I'm going to invest again, Yep. right? And then just understanding the dynamics of, you can't over, the investor can't overprice this potential asset because it's still precarious if it's even going to make it. Right.
0: Question on that really quickly. Does the, okay, let's say I come up with an app idea I put a value on it, I say it's worth $1 million. And I go to investor one, who's going to be the lead investor. And they say, they agree, yep, this is worth a million, they invest. Is it it generally like the lead investor who technically sets the valuation, right? And then, and which is why a lead investor is so important, because you're essentially going, this has been, um, this has been not approved, but this has been sort of, yeah, this has been approved and believed in at this valuation. And so right. that's really, really important. Someone's put
1: their money up, and you go to other investors, yep. or you know, you, you you want to diversify your your you know cap table, mm-hmm. and you get some new investors, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh yeah, we see this value too, Yep. and and they come in, and you say, oh, we're raising out a million, and you know, and they go, yeah, that's reasonable to us, All right. So you can there's the existing, yep. up each round, mm-hmm. and then there's you know investors that are brand new
0: and. Eighteen months ago, it would be safe to say that the founder had the power in setting the valuation. Correct. We have now completely gone to the opposite side, right, where the investors had twelve months ago have now set the valuation.
1: Well, it's even worse than that. It, they've even turned it all off, mm-hmm. right? Like there's just no money, right? <laughs> so you know <laughs> that's 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 how quick it's swung. Yep. It's long.
0: yep. Um, cool. All right, let's go to our next one. So we had an episode come out. Uh, last week about you and I kind of going through these like, quote unquote, businesses you can start in over a weekend. Um, Mm -hmm. And basically, we went through all those and said, these aren't really businesses you can start in a weekend. These are generally trade focused businesses. This is not as easy as these things are making it sound in the era of the side hustle. This those were not the direction that one would want to go, basically. Um, yeah. I've come across somebody, her name's Cody Sanchez. She's a pretty smart, she seems pretty smart. She worked in finance mm-hmm. for many years and uh, now is building kind of her own mini Berkshire Hathaway of what she calls boring businesses. So we're not going to get through anywhere right. near of these, but uh, she put together a list of 130 plus boring businesses that, that she loves to invest in. So um, right. basically her framework is the sexier the industry, the less money that you're going to make. So right. her boring her boring business framework is stale, right? Minimum innovate, minimal innovation, uh, yep. old, long-standing businesses, weak, poor competition, and simple, right? Mm-hmm. So simple but needed yep. business model. Um so let's like go through um a few of these. So What she calls gateway businesses are things like vending machines, ice vending machines, laundromats, mail pack and ship centers, um, and then franchise businesses. So she's big in the laundromat space right where she goes yeah because she has like click here to turn your yeah exactly laundromat the exactly that's great so she does the thing where yeah she goes in she buys a you know a laundromat that's been owned by a family for 50 years who still doesn't take credit right. cards who still is completely coin right. operated she buys it sure. she completely updates the tech and right you know then does does yep. her thing um right just
1: on this list for a sec mm-hmm. like it's a really good list right vending mm-hmm. machines ice fit laundromat okay those you need capital for all of those Mm -hmm. right Mm Because you can't start any of these with zero dollars but there's an incremental like i'm buying like a soft drink vending machine i don't know how much they cost like five grand right right and like if you find a place where you can put one of these things and you go and save up your five grand you go do it that's Mm -hmm. that's not a bad little entry point into i I don't know what the roi are on vending machines i don't i guess it's where the way where they are but you know, not not a bad little way to get some passive income.
0: Yeah. And that's a good point. That's actually her um that is kind of like her advice to people is like just start doing deal. Just start doing stuff. Yeah. And then build the your crawl, way up run. to a place where you feel comfortable going and getting an SBA loan and doing right? right. So she's like, you just take these incremental steps. And if you do that over the course of 10 years, I think she said she owns right. personally like a hundred and fifty different, you know, free cash flow businesses. Right. Um that are not glamorous, right? So she goes through things yeah. like camping sites, hunting guides, tours, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, yep. professional services, so podcast production, yep. videography, bookkeeping, um, all the yep, usual stuff. All the stuff that we that we've heard. Yeah, machine washing. She, I saw a thing where she she did a case study of a 22 year old kid that does um, not power washing. It's called soft washing, so it's like an in between. And he went and bought him a fifteen hundred dollars soft washer. He got some chemicals and he started posting on next door and all this kind of stuff and now he's he's doing you know like 80 grand a year 80 grand a month in business and his profit is like 20 between 20 and 30 grand a month he's 22 so well, what are what's off like cars or drive no or like car? how like homes basically so like the outside oh. of a home uh gutters like all that oh, all that okay. kind of stuff um and it, so it doesn't it, it's a, it doesn't strip the paint yeah so now he's got like two trucks i think she said he's you know got two trucks got four employees and and um yeah so stuff like that is is cool home services we talked about that gutter cleaning home cleaning laundry yeah you know all that um let's go down to something that may be a bit bigger here let's go to um let's go to uh where was it uh home no let's not do home services. real estate heavy businesses so Mm -hmm. mobile home parks rv parks storage centers storage centers is interesting and i always hear a lot of people talk about that mm-hmm. being a really good um business to get into yeah many
1: mailboxes around that mm-hmm. car washes are like cash cows mm-hmm. and you get those standalone ones yep where you like where you literally have no people yep. or maybe one guy that you know i go to this one guy in la and it's, he, he runs out of the gas station and pushes a button
0: Mm. Right, like mm-hmm. I've
1: gone through the vending machine and mm-hmm. driving the car in, he just comes running out, goes dink, and then runs back. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> right. Um, um. So, I guess here's my question on all of these, and this is like what I keep coming back to because I mean it goes everything from appraiser, loan officer, you know, home inspection. I mean, you know, she goes all the way down the line on industrial trade, uh, auto services. You know, you mm. you name it, right? But yeah. I guess the thing that I keep going back to is, is there a difference in the person who wants to be an entrepreneur and do something that they like love and are passionate about versus the person who just says like, I kind of want to just own a business. that has got good cash flow. Like, cause there's, there's definitely a difference. Like as much as I personally look at all of these, I go, oh yeah, that would be great. I, it's not going to fulfill my internal nature to go, you know, build a business of 15 coin laundromats, right? Right. So, like, how should someone think about that? Like, is it first kind of understanding what exactly is it that I want to (laughs) build? Like, if I'm not just Just, motivated by money, I'm not going to get excited building a laundromat empire,
1: right? I think the point she's making is this is not glamorous, Mm -hmm. but I don't care. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I'm going to start with a $5,000 vending machine. And if I keep doing what she's doing... Mm -hmm. I'm going to own 150 businesses because I'm going to take the cash flow from one and put it on the next. And so I think that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like, oh, I want to, um, you know, I want to be a lawyer and go to school mm-hmm. and go and be the best lawyer and work mm-hmm. my up and become a partner. Mm-hmm. And like, that's a track to go and make money. Or you're like, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I don't have technical abilities to go and do some of this technical stuff. So I'll go and start doing dumb, boring stuff. Mm-hmm. And like what's wrong with that? Right. If you're making a million bucks a month in revenue right. and it's from 150 dumb boring things, the, the the color of the money is still the same. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. That's really smart. Have you ever done anything like this? Like I I I'm trying to think of stuff that I know. I mean, I know you like did I'm, a coffee cart at one point in LA with Jake, but is there anything yeah. on this list that you've gone like ah? Oh, nothing that I, worked. Yeah. Nothing that worked. And but it, you know,
1: I I think this would it, it's almost like um Go to college, don't go to college. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't go to college. I'm technical in some way. I can or and I'm motivated mm-hmm. and I can go and clean gutters and I can go and bang on doors and go and build my tree cutting business. And, right. I can go and do that and then develop a skill and try and somehow scale that. Because you're only gonna make X. Mm-hmm. Like if you got two two men in a truck, mm-hmm. right? And right. and I'm I'm gonna do furniture removal. Yeah you know, I am going to break my back. So I'm going to hire people pretty quickly. Yep. And there's not a whole lot of profit in if that. I'm paying two laborers to do the move. Right. And I'm the guy that's just getting the bookings like, but guess what? If you got 20 trucks, mm-hmm. then it is profitable, right. So it's just understanding a business, getting proof of concept and then scaling it mm-hmm. by hiring people to do it. Mm-hmm. That's, the part. that's what she's done. Right. And then she started things that are really kind of basic and small and she's scaling human capital, you know, in the right sense of the word, not, not like software is scaling digital capital, right? Like you're just building something once and selling this and then the same thing, made mm-hmm. in more times, so you mm-hmm. know, extra money. Mm-hmm. This is not that. This is like, Oh, two men in a truck is going to bring in four grand, you know, a week. It's going to cost me two grand for the labor maintenance on the trucks, 500 insurance is about, oh, I'm going to make a thousand bucks. And then you go, but if I do 20 trucks. And I get good at now I'm making twenty grand mm-hmm. a week that's how the that's how this is mm-hmm. what yeah. that's how it works
0: yeah yep, that's great. well, private companies valuations and boring businesses we've been all over the map today one thing we like one thing we didn't talk about is mm-hmm. uh the number three or number two world golfer just joined live golf, and I saw a stat just now that was like uh I think as we said, forty or fifty percent of winners of the last three years of majors are now in golf yep. or something. That stats way off, but we're like we're 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 the, seeing some, some the, shift.
1: The field this week mm-hmm. and it's, it's outside of Boston mm-hmm. starts tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And here's the cool thing: like I'm flying home, you know, back to LA tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's records on YouTube. I'm going to get home and I'm going to press play anytime I want tomorrow night mm-hmm. and probably going to pull to sleep and uh. <laughs> And basically watch, you know, what I want to watch. But um, yeah, they just got six new people. They have the field this week is as good as I think fifty percent of any PGA tour fields this year. Jeez. So it's literally getting to this point now. And if they don't award, oh, well, this is a big controversy It's gonna come, there's two. One is majors, mm-hmm. what's gonna happen? You ban Cam Smith from <laughs> going back to the British By Open announced year. The British Open win gets you all majors for five years. Mm-hmm. Is he banned from going to Augusta? Right. If so, oh. and you've got DJ who won the Masters, you mm-hmm. got Bubba. Like, if so, how can you say that you've got the best field, and that Masters win by a non-live, like, no live mm-hmm. competitors, that mm-hmm. that guy deserves to win? Mm-hmm. There's no way he does. Mm-hmm. So, look out for the decision on the four wages, and then the um, the uh, golf world golf ranking mm-hmm. points. Mm-hmm. How does live players qualify? Same argument. If you're not giving qualifying points to them because they're in this competitive event, mm-hmm. okay, it's a bit different, and they might have to make adjustments according to the rules. <clears throat> but you're not. Like, these are these are some of the best golfers in the world, mm-hmm. and you can say, "Oh, the fields are crap," and Mickelson's fifty, and mm-hmm. these guys are over the hill. And but, like,
0: no, that's changing. It's that's not true. Mm-hmm. last three years. Mm-hmm. So, watch this space. It's crazy. It's crazy. All right, man. Well, we will be back next week, and uh, as usual, thank you and um, excited a lot of great stuff happening a lot of great stuff on the way still and we'll see you guys all here next week